Hello! We're glad you've joined us for another Peter's Children Adventure. This week's story, Penelope Loses Patience, is quite suspenseful. As you listen, if you hear a hymn title or a line from a hymn and recognize it, email your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winners were brothers Caleb, Micah, Jude, and Seth, along with their baby sister Gracie from Concord, California, who sent in the correct answer of, Oh, How I Love Jesus, from the story Pearson and Penelope Forget. So let's hear it for Caleb, Micah, Jude, Seth, and Gracie. Also, we want you to be aware that in this story, there's a children's lullaby as well as a children's chorus. And we are not looking for the title to those two songs. We are looking for a hymn title or a line from a hymn. So be aware of that. Before we get to this week's story, we want to mention that there may be Peter's children's stories you've not yet heard. One particular story, the Peter's kids suffer disappointment, is a reminder of how to handle disappointments biblically. This has been a tough time for everyone. Many of you have experienced bitter disappointment about the cancellation of events to which you've been looking forward. Or you may be missing your friends and going to church. We know that God is in control and that He cares. But it doesn't mean that missing out on those things isn't a major disappointment. How we handle it is super important. In all honesty, I haven't handled it well at times. I miss going to church and I miss seeing people I love. So the story, The Peter's Children Experience Disappointment, helps us to remember to look to God and pray that He'll change the situation if it's His will. Now, let's get to this week's story, Penelope Loses Patience. Pearson and Penelope were out of school for the summer, and they were helping Mama Peters in the garden. Mama Peters loved planting different varieties of tomatoes, along with zucchini, pumpkins, and cucumbers, and various herbs. Daddy Peters' only job was to make sure that the drip system was always set to drip on the right plants at the right time, so he was constantly looking at and adjusting the drip system. Pearson and Penelope's job was to weed the garden and to help Mama Peters harvest the fruits of their labors. On this particular afternoon, Patience and Priscilla were sweetly napping. Otherwise, the twin girls, who were now toddlers and had just begun starting to walk, would be under Penelope's watchful eye as she would try to keep them distracted so they wouldn't trample all the garden vegetables. Today, though, they were sound asleep, so Mama Peters had the baby monitor with them in the garden to hear when Priscilla and Patience woke up. Penelope had just finished filling a bowl full of early girl tomatoes when she heard one of the babies begin to cry through the monitor. Mama Peters looked up from her sun hat and asked, Penelope, would you mind going in and tending to the babies? Penelope gladly obliged. She opened the door, and it was nice and cool inside. She had to wait for her eyes to adjust to the dimmer light. Penelope was absolutely ecstatic that she was home on a weekday and didn't have to think about any schoolwork until the fall. And oh, how she loved taking care of her baby sisters. Upon walking into their room, Penelope saw Priscilla and Patience standing, arms upheld in their playpens, reaching out for her. Their chubby cheeks were still red from having just awakened, and their eyes were still puffy from a restful sleep. Both girls were chirping in alternating patterns. Eppy! Eppy! Their version of Penelope's name. 
Penelope delighted in them. She picked up Patience first, kissing her sweet, fat cheek and setting her down on the floor. Priscilla was next, and Penelope reached in, pulled her out, and immediately winced because of the stench of the diaper. All right, ladies, it seems like you need a diaper change, Penelope told the girls. She put both of them on the floor next to their diaper supply. Penelope plugged her nose without using her hands, a trick Pearson had taught her only recently. It was another day when Mama Peters had been working in the garden, and Pearson and Penelope were in charge of the girls. Pearson had reached down in the crib to pull out patients and had immediately noticed the foul odor emanating from her backside. But not only that, Penelope had immediately pointed out that Patience had something yellow and wet oozing out over the top of her diaper. Pearson hadn't even realized that he had gotten that icky yellow wetness all over his hand. It took all the self-control he could muster not to just drop Patience on the floor and run out of the room shrieking. However, like a good young leader, he delegated part of the job to Penelope. So together, they undressed Patience and took off her diaper. But as Penelope began the smelly chore of wiping down Patience, she couldn't help but gag continuously at the sight and smells of Patience's explosions. Pearson couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> Come on, Pen! Enough for the melodrama! Be serious! We really have to clean this mess up! Pearson, Penelope retorted, I'm not trying to be dramatic. The smell is killing me. I'm not sure how you're handling it so well. Well, plug your nose, Pearson said. Plug my nose? How can I plug my nose? I, I need my hands. I'm trying to clean it all up. And that is the moment that Pearson taught Penelope one of the most valuable lessons in babysitting and diaper changing. Pen, you goofball. You don't have to plug your nose with your hands to plug your nose. Don't you know that? Well, how, how else would you do it? Like this, Pearson replied, his voice taking on an obvious nasal tone. So you're telling me that I should plug my nose right now, Pierce? Yep, can't smell a thing, Pearson said proudly. All you have to do is the same thing you do if you're jumping feet first into the pool. You just kind of stuff up your nose. You know what I mean? Try it. Penelope didn't have success with her first attempt. But Pearson encouraged her on, telling her to picture herself on the edge of Evergreen Swim Club's pool. Following Pearson's instructions, Penelope did just that. In her mind, she visualized standing on the edge of the pool in her yellow and blue bathing suit. She envisioned right before she plunged headlong into the pool. And it just came naturally. She didn't even have to try to plug her nose. She just did. And in her most nasally voice, she shouted, Hey, Pearson! I'm doing it right now. Great, Pen. I'm happy for you. Now let's get this yucky mess cleaned up. I have it all over my hand. Both Pearson and Penelope sounded as though they had just inhaled helium from a balloon. Penelope, who was getting ready to change the babies, laughed at the memory. <laughs> she laid Patience and Priscilla on the floor for their diaper changes and sat down to play with them, rolling a ball to them back and forth for a while as she sang, Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are, over and over again. Penelope loved singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star to the twins, especially when Patience in a little voice would yell, Gan, Eppy, Gan! Penelope did have to admit, she did sometimes grow a little bit weary of the same tune, so occasionally she would change it up to, Jesus loves me. After a few more minutes of rolling the ball between Patience and Priscilla, Penelope got up from the floor, walked over to her bed, and retrieved her little Miss Molly doll, 
along with her sister Sally. Little Miss Molly was Penelope's absolute favorite. The blonde curly-haired doll came with a lot of accessories, and every birthday, Penelope would ask for a Little Miss Molly accessory. For her last birthday, she'd gotten a pink Little Miss Molly wallet. She was hoping to get Little Miss Molly clip-on earrings soon. There were so many Little Miss Molly-themed items from which to choose. She so enjoyed sharing her love for Little Miss Molly and her sister Sally with Patience and Priscilla. But what she wasn't crazy about was when one of the twins, or both, would yank on Little Miss Molly's hair and pull out her blonde curls. Mama Peters, though, continued to remind Penelope that Little Miss Molly was just a toy and that Patience and Priscilla were far more valuable. Penelope understood that, but she still didn't want the twins to rip out Little Miss Molly's blonde curls just the same. So she took pains to protect Little Miss Molly's curls from the twins' grasp. She for sure loved her twin sisters more than Little Miss Molly or Sally and took great care to be patient with them while they played house together. They were so engrossed in playing house that they didn't hear Mama Peters walk into the room until she encouraged the girls, Say cheese! as she snapped a photo. How I love it when my three girls are playing sweetly together. Penelope smiled. Oh, Mama Peters, it's easy to have fun with these two little ladies. They're perfect little angels. Mama Peters laughed <laughs> and hugged her girls. Aren't they the cutest little things, though? And you're a wonderful big sister to them, Pen. We're going to walk down to Mr. Flaverty's house and take him a meal and a loaf of fresh bread. Oh, Mama Peters, you don't have to get out the stroller. I'm almost eight, and Pearson is almost nine. If you just walk down the street, we can stay. We're having such fun with little Miss Molly. It's only a couple houses away. Mama Peters looked a little uncertain. Uh, I don't know, Nellie. Are, are you sure? I mean, I won't be gone very long. And you can pretty much see Mr. Flaherty's door from our front door. Do you know what to do in case of an emergency? Oh, yes, Mama Peters. You've told me before how if anything happens, I can just dial 911. But Mr. Flaherty lives so close. I could just walk over to his house and get you. He's only two houses away. Well, okay, Mama Peter said reluctantly. I'm going to go very fast, though. Pearson's in his room playing with cars. I'll let him know that I'm leaving. Penelope smiled and hugged Mama Peters. Okay, Mama, sounds great. Love you. Mama Peters walked out, and Penelope resumed her game of Little Miss Molly. Soon, Penelope had begun concentrating so hard on the game, she didn't notice that Patience had walked out of the room. Priscilla, on the other hand, continued to chatter happily while Penelope got lost in the world of little Miss Molly. In a few minutes, though, Penelope noticed that Patience was gone. Penelope's face became white as snow. She grabbed Priscilla and ran downstairs, yelling Patience's name loudly. Patience! Patience! Where are you? She gave the living room a cursory look, but Patience wasn't there. She looked in the kitchen and the den and the dining room. No Patience and the house was eerily silent. She ran outside to the front yard and yelled at the top of her lungs, Patience! Patience, where are you? When there was no answer, she ran back inside. Her mind was all jumbled. Her legs felt like jelly. She yelled out, Pearson, where are you? I've lost patience. Please help me. She frantically picked up the phone to call 911. Her hands were shaking as she pressed the on button. But before she could dial, she heard a noise behind her. She whirled around to find Pearson standing there with patience on his hip. Oh, Pearson! Patience! There you are! Penelope shouted out, relief washing all over her, but at the same time feeling like she was about to fall over. Where were you? 
I've been looking everywhere. She was beside herself by that point. Penelope, I was upstairs playing with cars. Patience walked in and started playing with me. But Pearson, didn't you hear me yelling? I did, Pen. That's why we came after you. But you were in such a panic that we couldn't even catch up to you until now. Oh, I'm just so glad she's not lost, Pierce. I'm such a failure. Pen, you're not a failure. You didn't actually lose patience. You just panicked, and you clearly forgot where I was. I know, Pearson, but... <laughs> but I was literally about to call the police. Pearson hugged his sister, sensing how truly distraught she had been. Pen, don't you remember when you got lost when we were camping? And you told us later how you had begun singing a song in your mind and praying that the Lord would help you? That was the best thing you could do aside from what you were already doing, which was searching and getting ready to make an emergency phone call. But when you panic, you almost feel like you're losing your mind and you can't think very well. Your thoughts get all messed up and you can't even think straight. And remember how when you got lost, you told us that you were panicked and so for a while you ran around in circles? That's kind of like what happened today. But when we trust God, it's easier to make sense of our thoughts. Remember Mrs. Harwood taught us the hymn, God be merciful to me, on your grace I rest my plea? He's the only one we can plead from, and he hears us when we call out to him. Penelope squeezed her big brother Pearson. Thanks, brother. I'm going to try to remember that from now on. By that time, Mama Peters was sauntering up the walkway. She opened the front door and looked at her four children. What's going on, kids? I'm home in under seven minutes. What happened? Are you guys playing a different game? Penelope looked chagrined. No, Mama Peters, I... <sighs> I thought I lost patience while you were gone. Mama's face got beat red. What do you mean, Penelope? She calmly asked. Well, we were playing Little Miss Molly, and, and we were playing house, and... And I, I, I got so much, I, I, I was concentrating so much on playing house. And I don't know what happened, but when I looked up, the next thing I knew, patience was gone. Mama Peter suppressed a gasp. So, Pen, where was she? Pearson jumped in. Mama Peters, she wasn't lost. She was playing cars with me. And it was fine, because I had her. Penelope just didn't realize it. Penelope's face was downcast and she looked ashamed of herself. Mama Peters, Penelope said haltingly, I, I was distracted, and a good babysitter is never distracted. Mama Peters lovingly put her arm around Penelope. Honey, I can tell it really scared you. But even mamas get distracted sometimes. This was a good test for you. Remember, we're to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, and not to be anxious about things. But in everything, including a lost sister, by prayer, let your requests be made known to God, and then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I do, Mama Peters. I, I know they're in Philippians. Penelope began to cry again. Thank you, Mama Peters. I feel so sad that I didn't trust Jesus in that moment. I did think about Jesus because I cried out to God that he would help me, but I'm afraid I didn't trust him fully. Penelope, Mama Peter said gently, I understand. You thought you'd lost patience, 
So I understand how that would have been very hard to stay calm. You will have many, many tests in your walk with Jesus to be able to grow and trust in him, even when times are hard. Have you had hard times, Mama Peters? Oh, honey, of course. Remember when you got lost camping? That was one of the hardest times of my life. And I had a hard time not panicking and just screaming. So I can understand how you felt about patience. Mama Peters, I'm so sorry. I'm not really trustworthy. Darling, toddlers can get away from us very fast. When I'm in the garden, that's okay because I'm right there and you're in the house. But you and I have learned something today. You're probably not quite at the place where I'm ready to leave the house fully yet. But you can certainly help me when I'm outside like I was today. Anything could happen to the girls no matter who's watching them. So it's just important that we watch them carefully and we trust the Lord in all things. Thanks, Mama Peters. I think you're right. I'm glad to watch them while you're outside in the garden and and I can see you and, and you're right there if anything happens. Penelope clung to Mama Peters and hugged her tightly. You're welcome, darling. Now, let's go grab some of those tomatoes you collected to make some fresh pico de gallo before Daddy Peters gets home from work. This is Grandmom's Corner. So tell me something. Have you ever been scared out of your wits like Penelope was after she couldn't locate patience for a few minutes? After I listened to the story, I thought about a few times when I was so scared I couldn't think straight. I thought about the time I went on a Ferris wheel when I was probably six or seven for the first time. There was a carnival set up in a parking lot of a strip mall, and it was a cool summer night when my sister and I got on. It seemed like it would be so much fun, but when the ride started, I began to feel scared. As it went up and then down on the first revolution or so, I began to panic inside. All I could think about was getting off. I felt like screaming, and I probably did inside my head. I began to cry and beg the ride operator to stop the Ferris wheel, which he did. I had allowed fear to take over, so I couldn't even enjoy the ride. All I thought about was getting off that thing. Afterwards, I felt foolish because I had not controlled my mind. And even as a little kid, I knew I had acted foolishly. Looking back on that time, I don't remember praying that God would help me. I just remember being terrified. I should have just settled back and had a good time, but I let fear dominate my thinking just like Penelope did. There was nothing mechanically wrong with the Ferris wheel, but when your heart and mind are filled with fear, you're often not thinking correct thoughts. As an adult, I still struggle at times with different kinds of fears. Just because you're a believer in Jesus and or you're an adult doesn't mean you never fear. Over the years, the Lord has helped me get my thoughts better under control. And when that happens, I can reason with myself and combat those unfounded fears with truth. Let me give you an example of that. A couple of my kids are partners together in the ownership of a local car wash. And so the last time we were close to the car wash, a couple of weeks ago, we stopped in. As we drove up onto the conveyor track, right before it was time to go inside the little tunnel where the brushes and soap would scrub the car, I began to feel a little bit scared and nervous. I don't like closed spaces so much, but I immediately prayed and asked the Lord to help me focus on the right things. I began to ask myself a series of internal questions 
and then answer those questions myself. Like, what if we do get stuck? Well, if we do, the workers will turn off the brushes and we'll have to either walk out of the car wash or the workers will have a way to get us and our car out. But what happens when the windshield is soapy, so much so that I can't see anything because it'll be dark in the tunnel. God is with me and I'm in his hands and he loves me. I began to think of a couple verses in Psalm 139, 11 and 12. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness is not dark to you, but the night shines like the day, for darkness is as light to you. But what if something else happens in the car wash that I haven't thought of? But nothing has happened yet, so stop imagining things. Just like it says in 2 Corinthians 10.5 in the Bible, and I like the King James version of this verse, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, do not let your mind go there. Nothing has happened. Don't imagine anything. Trust God, enjoy the car wash. Because you know what, in this car wash, the soap squirts onto your car and it's all kinds of different colors. So it's really enjoyable and fun to look at. So the next time you get fearful, try not to let your mind run away from you. When you get anxious or scared, stop and think. Ask God for his help and then think of a verse or sing a song about Jesus and hopefully you'll calm down. Then you won't be like me and miss out on a Ferris wheel ride or a fun time as your car gets washed. The Lord willing, we'll be here next week. Bye for now.